hello hello and one more hello for good luck tell us in the comments how you've been welcome to the first episode of 2019 it's your favorite nba podcast in an indian accent welcome to yet another episode of the often planned and rescheduled ballis bay podcast we are delighted to have you here and if you're listening to us for the first time welcome welcome this ride will be more fun with your nba friends and fam so your first fight club style assignment is to get three of your friends to listen up if you can't well like they say failure is the first step to success you can google ball is bay podcast or search for us on twitter at ball is bay pod instagram at nba underscore ball is bay and fb at uh, nba ball is bay podcast you cannot miss us we are there for sure speaking of people you can't miss let me welcome my co-host once again mr vineet devaya this month straight out of the indian subcontinent vineet say hello 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 i'm trying to get my indian uh, accent Indian accent, like a little racist coming from an Indian, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll... It's school. not racist, it's just tell, a tell stereotype. <laughs> it's different. It's different, isn't it? It's the same, man. Okay, anyway, please tell us, how has this fortnight been for you? You've been, you've been in India for like 10 days now? Yeah, I've been in India for 10 days. Uh, I've been basically eating a lot, uh, visiting relatives, and uh, I, I visited Goa with my cousin brother, uh, who, by the way, as you know, uh was is now a big fan of Ballis Bay so i i absolutely commend him for his remarkable choice and mm-hmm. we're not he, surprised he feels this. like this is the best nba podcast he's ever heard that is so sweet of him yes uh, please tell us uh, if we ever go premium then he'll get exclusive premium content yes absolutely he said he would be he would subscribe to all the premium content if you're listening to this brother please do Uh, please 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 do and please keep saying these nice things yes. uh, i i i also saw that you went back to your roots your uh, your school in yes goa where you picked up a basketball for the first time yes yes, yes. Uh, you want to talk about that yeah i mean i i think uh, you you saw the photograph and the the name yes, of I the did. the court is nba i don't know if you noticed that mm. so i did i did yes yeah. it's basically naval children's basketball association or something like that i guess and uh, it's, it's wow. called nba <laughs> now uh-huh. um so you know i mean the, the, this podcast was destined to happen it was yes. it was in my roots uh, my school had trained me for uh, the glory of podcasting of nba not really playing in the nba because i'm indian um but <laughs> but the podcast part i was being trained so it was good it was good to be back in school and uh, uh yeah it was overall a great experience um, yeah i, I mean i, mean, I, I would like to think that they they trained you to become a basketball player but life has trained to be a speaker and that's why you're here uh, so that it's it's true uh you know my genetics don't really uh, help me out here uh, maybe cuz i if I was uh, maybe 4 or 5 inches taller then i think i could yeah. i could have at least tried i could have at least at least you could have at least yeah uh, had an injury at the nba level and then you know we yeah. never have remembered you as they yeah right. i mean, I mean I, of injuries like a uh, big prayers to i mean i'm so sorry but like a uh, big prayers up to nerlens noel he got whacked in the head by andrew wiggins we mm-hmm. lost the game plus we lost nerlens noel for a while i mean he's just uh, had a concussion so it should be fine no fractures but uh, big up to nerlens noel please come back we need you yeah injuries never fun injuries never fun especially yeah, when you're good yeah. yes our first topic for today is uh tom thibodeau the timberwolves coach being fired I mean, tibbs 
people get file player yeah tips uh, he, he was one of your favorite coaches right like he yes. coached uh, derek rose during his mvp season and beyond yes and then in minnesota and all of that i mean also he was the defensive coach for the boston celtics that's where he yes he was he was exactly that's where he made his bones yeah i mean yeah so they, i i don't think it's a surprise that they fired a coach because that happens in the nba it's also not surprising that they fired him after a you know after a victory like a blowout victory over the lakers but like what what like i, I mean as someone who has probably fired people where does the whole because he was not just coach i think he was president of basketball operations everything like he had yes. the whole reins yes uh, do you, do you think the front office felt he did not have a control over the future or do you think he they, they just did not go with his ancient uh coaching style no i just think he did not have the results you know i think uh oh, okay uh he's been the coach since i think 2012 or 2015 no 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 15 no i i think must be yeah maybe yeah, 17 sorry, 2015 I guess, no i think it's 2015 uh, because flip saunders okay yeah mm-hmm. so um you know there, there was no results and he had complete control he had uh he he had the option to he got in all the paper players i think he basically got the entire old roster of the bulls team and there was no results you know so i guess uh, he has to go someone has to go and uh, i think in this case it was definitely his mistake uh, because he's mm-hmm. he's everything right and uh, there is only this much you can blame the players when a huge part of it is the coaching and the basketball operations and who you recruit and who you keep on the team and i think he mm-hmm. did a really bad job Uh, I don't think he he should have somehow tried to keep Butler on, or he would, he yeah. had to try to figure that that whole situation out. I think he just didn't. Yeah, it it's fine. He got fired. Uh, would would you say that he lost control of his players? Maybe. See, I I don't think there are too many coaches other than maybe Popovich, maybe mm-hmm. only Popovich that actually has a control over players. uh you okay. just figure out what you want to do and then you tell the player and the player does it or he doesn't do it because uh, players have in today's basketball players have a lot of options especially the good ones uh and the good ones are the ones that win you basketball games so even a guy like popovich could not keep kawai leonard yeah on, on the spurs Imagine you know that. like uh-huh. so it's i think the the idea that coaches can really retain players is over uh it's more um can they create a system with what they have uh and keep everybody happy so it's that's i think the more important part because even if you look at the successful teams like i think you know uh golden state warriors are kind of probably losing kevin durant next year and mm-hmm. uh i don't think steve kerr can do anything about it so you know it's just it's just the way i think the nba is right now Uh, what do you think? What do you you think? Uh, I I mean I I completely agree with the fact that you know right now players have a lot more options, and you really can't expect players to play for you if I mean first of all if you're not winning, so then the blame sh- like blame first falls on the players. Then if the players are all united and saying like no we don't want to have the blame on us, it's probably something to do with the coaching. Then you pass on the blame to the coach yeah. and. like you said if you don't keep your good players they they might just do a kevin durant and move to golden state yep i mean no that's, they, that's and then then you'll be that that's a little jab but like what i'm saying they what they 
lack, which is victory and uh, rings, mm-hmm. if you don't give them enough attention and if you keep them on a team which has no chance of competing in the playoffs, I mean, uh, the Timberwolves right now 11th in the West, 2021 less than you know not even at the 500 mark yeah it's it's not really a it's not a place where you know brooding talent will develop i mean they have some amazing players wiggins the usual thunder killer i think he he beat them again yesterday and he he had an amazing game like a 40 point game he was jordanesque in the fourth quarter he could not miss he could not do anything wrong uh, and kato i mean we we've been waiting for him to develop into a solid like you know top five player once you know all the older players retire there's no there's no way that they were gonna trade the players to be keep the coach happy um, yeah makes sense i mean top the video uh, I, I i'm not a good assessment assessor of coach unless they are like really good or really bad and top the video was probably somewhere in the middle and i don't know it was probably the right decision but uh do you do you think that you could come up with a replacement for him yeah, I mean, there are some good coaches, I guess. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, I think this this year is over for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, okay. The West is loaded. I mean, I think uh, it's so difficult in the West um, that mm-hmm. if you have a subpar team... Because if you, if you look at their, their record, uh, they are in a very tough conference. and Sorry, uh, division. And, yes, and conference. Yeah, and conference. And they're still doing okay. Like if this same team would have been in the Eastern Conference, I think they would be in the they would be in the playoff run. So that's number one. It's just, you know, if you're in the Western Conference and you're not really the best of the best, then you're probably gonna lose not gonna do well. So I really don't know who is gonna replace Thibodeau. Uh, and whoever comes in, I think is gonna have a very, very difficult task. Um, mm-hmm. the team is not really good. Um, they have some good players, but I don't think it's a good team. So we'll we'll see. I, I'm not. I don't have too many opinions about it. It's over. I mean, I think for the Timberwolves, they have to just look look forward to next year. An interesting start I saw. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not a start. It's an interesting thing I saw was. Uh, so I I don't know if you remember you. I I told you that you know I cannot put Russell Westbrook in the All Star team, even though I voted for him. Hashtag Thunder. Hashtag Westbrook. Mm-hmm. was because the thunder's record i felt was little inflated because you know they were facing a lot of bad teams a lot of teams without uh, below 500 a lot of non playoff teams uh, i i am I, I like i think it was a couple of episodes ago that i talked about it so now there has been this uh, re- report released in which you know the strength of the schedules has been matched and now okc has by far the toughest schedule to handle from Today on uh, till the last day, I mean last day of the regular season. OKC right. has the toughest schedule, and Toronto has the easiest schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I think it's comparatively, but whatever it is, uh, maybe it takes into account, you know, how many playoff teams you are facing, how many back to backs you have, how many away yeah. games, what of that. Mm. So now we will really see what OKC is made of. I mean, you know, uh, and, and uh, the results for the past two games have also not been that great. Uh, in the in the clutch, we've been getting out rebounded, outscored, out thought, and these are problems that have happened far too long now. Let's let's see if they create some sort of a difference. Right. I mean, no one really yeah. cares except you. About <laughs> so let's not talk uh, about OKC. I, I, I mean, I we know what. I mean, I think I think uh, it would be very interesting if OKC actually makes mm-hmm. the playoffs. 
I I completely agree. I mean, I think they'll make the playoff. What I, what I'm trying to say is, based on the on the the difficulty of this schedule, if they if they manage to keep their current rating as in which is third in the West, I think it'll be mind blowing. Yes, I don't agree. think that'll happen. I think they might slip to number four or number five. But if they don't go any further than four, I think that'll still be like you know a decent accomplishment for a team which yeah. is which is still you know. Like uh, it's still in sort of a flux. Paul George has these patchy performances. I mean, he does. He he seems like he can't miss anything one day, and then it seems like he can't be bothered to show up the next day. So uh, we we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see about that. Uh, again, uh, thanks. Thanks for just plugging in OKC as always. Our readers are really bored about not readers. Listeners, readers, our listeners are extremely interested because I keep tagging Thunder up on all my podcasts. Okay, anyways. Okay, fine. Moving on, <laughs> moving, moving on, on. Mm-hmm. moving on uh, to the to the little more famous, the little more glitz and glamour filled Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers. Uh, Le- Le- LeBron has been out for what seven games, and I think they've gone two five in that mm-hmm. stretch of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think? I mean, there are lots of conspiracy theories saying LeBron is not really injured, but he wants to, you know, bump up the stock of some of these players so they can trade them away when they try to get AD next year. Um, a bit of that is, you know, just conjecture. We really don't know if that is the case. I mean, he seemed to be really injured. But what do you think of our uh, Ben Simmons candidate for the night, Brandon Ingram? Brandon Ingram, like... Tall like Durant, lean like Durant, slim reaperish like Durant, has a very good mid-range game, can get to the basket. But, you know, somehow he doesn't feel like a complete player yet. I mean, I love watching him and I think that they should just give him the ball a lot of the times and, you know, make the play. But it does not happen. Like, either the system is not built around him or he has flaws that probably don't show up when I'm watching the game. Because... Uh, for a for someone who can shoot, he has a horrible free throw percentage. So, which shows that you know he's not maybe a shooter. Mm-hmm. But uh, like he's his uh, true shooting percentage is not that great. Like his uh, rebound rates are not that great. Uh, do you think that they can get away with? Like, do you think some team will be like, yeah, give us Brandon Ingram, we'll give you something so that you can trade for AD? Because if they don't get AD next year, they are not winning. I mean, they're not winning this year, but. If they don't get AD next year, they're definitely not winning for the next two years. Right. I mean, I think I think Brandon Ingram is very interesting. Um, he mm. he is definitely a cheap man's Kevin Durant. Um, yeah. I think uh, you know I I watched him play and at times he is very passive, and I think that's what kills mm-hmm. him because I think on that team the the person that who really wants to make a mark is Kyle Kuzma. And so Kyle Kuzma takes takes is just so happy to do all the out rebounding and hustle plays and all of that stuff. And then you know I think overall he has better statistics than than Brandon Ingram. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, but that's no, I, I think, think he does. He does. I mean, he I, I, today he had a career high against the Pistons, yeah. 41 yeah. points at yeah. at Staples Center. And and if you, I mean, if you he, watch he's, him, he's just. Uh, I'm so uh, what I'm trying to say is, with Kuzma, you can see that he's gone. From last year, from his rookie year, he's gone. He's taken the next step. I don't know if it the, if the step will be there if uh, LeBron continues to be there because, like LeBron t- tends to be used more. Like the usage rate for LeBron will be like yeah. one of the highest of all time. Uh, 
but yeah please please speak to me about this ingram versus kuzma thing that the lakers have this nice little conundrum yeah i mean i i don't know i think i definitely think ingram is more talented i would not i wouldn't say mm-hmm. talented but i think he can do more things than kuzma um okay but if i had to make a bet i would bet on kuzma just because kuzma wants it more and usually mm-hmm. that's the difference between like a like cuz i don't think both of them are great players they're both very good players uh and i think the difference between them is who wants it more uh and who's yeah. going to work hard for it and i just don't see that in ingram maybe he does maybe he's got like a very uh sort of lazy demeanor L- laid like, back yeah laid uh-huh. back someone like you know um what's his tim name tim duncan no tim duncan you could see him that he really wanted it like he would be on the post asking for the ball all the time okay. and if he never okay. got it he would be very angry this is like post 2000 like pre 2007 tim duncan mm-hmm. um and then uh what's his name man the the scorer from houston rockets oh my god and all like magic no he was just like uh tracy mcgrady what tracy mcgrady okay yeah, so, sorry my bad and he you know whenever you saw tracy play it just felt like he was not in the game but then you look mm-hmm. at the stats and it just he had thrown like he had put in like 20 30 points right so hey tracy mcgrady would i i think tracy mcgrady would have shot more time more like he would have made more shots than branding women attempts yeah yeah i know that i'm just saying that like mm-hmm. just the the, the demon, like the, the look yeah the, you know i think that's oh. what i feel with ingram is that he's just not mm-hmm. taking it very seriously but i i may be wrong you know um but but you do agree that Uh, most likely i mean they'll keep kuzma they will get rid of ingram ball and josh hart maybe for to get ad i mean we all know that they they are going for ad It's yeah al- almost I, yeah i think i think they would they would give up anybody and they should give up anybody to get ad you know because if you have lebron on ad and then you just have some scrubs like yeah. i think like ad rondo and lebron would be like a really good team hmm Yes, and right. then any scrubs so we could we could also apply for it right we could we could be yeah, ad yeah. rondo yeah yeah, yeah ad sure. rondo lebron ashwin and vinit I, i think that's, that's a, a great i team. think that's a playoff team right there that's a playoff team yeah definitely you know all we have to do is def- yeah. defend and like you know do do a zaza pachulia for give the ball yeah give the ball to lebron don't travel don't double dribble just give the ball to lebron and stuff easy to yeah, do it's easy peasy another easy peasy team are lovely warriors they are planning to get back i mean they're not planning to get back but they are getting back uh demarcus cousins for the 18th jan game against the clippers i guess yeah i are, are you excited that you you're going to see a sort of an all-star team on the on the floor i mean it's not like the warriors have played like you know you would imagine the warriors to play like the not the 73 like like you know destroying opponents just doing whatever they want they have faced a little hurdles but what do you think when the floor opens up that day and it will be Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Durant, man, uh DeMarcus Cousins and Draymond Green. Like what do you think? What, okay. what, what before think, before we talk about yeah. DeMarcus Cousins. Mm. Can we talk about the 41.4 dribble game oh, of Clay Thompson? Your Clay 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 Sun Clay. Clay Sun. Yes. Four dribbles and 43 points. And do you know not a single free throw attempted? Can you believe that? Oh, I could add that. I, I was like I, I was I was like befuddled. I was like, wow, how is that possible? And, and I'm going to take you back to one of our episodes where I asked you who is the most important uh, player, and you, I don't know, you yes, did, and you did, you disagreed with me that it was Clay Thompson. Well, 
I mean, I think he scored on the New York Knicks, so uh, you'll uh, forgive me my uh, calmness on this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, see, uh, we all know that he can go off, and he has gone uh, gone off before. I think in that sixty-point uh, game, what did he have? Like five dribbles? Yeah, seven uh, dribbles or something. Yeah. Or 11 dribbles. I think he had... No, 13 dribbles. dribbles 13 dribbles. 13 dribbles and 60 points. Yeah, I mean, that itself is incredible. So, 43 on 4 dribbles is just mind-blowing. It's just like clay. Or when hot, you he can he can go off. Yeah, he can go off. We, I, I don't think we had a disagreement there. I just said that he's not the most important person on the... Well, I mean, uh, I, I think the, hmm. the most important criterion for them winning championships, right? Because if you have three players who take up too much of your ball or they hog too much of the ball then it's just going to be a bad team so you need somebody who's able to score without having the ball with them too much and i think clay thompson is the best in the nba for that and he's on the warriors so he actually makes the entire offense work like if you take if you took out clay thompson and put kyrie irving for example right it would not work because kyrie needs the ball he needs to do his dance he needs to do that stuff to get his shot off so now imagine Steph, Kyrie, and and Kevin Durant all trying to get the shots off. It would just not work. So when they're rotating the ball, they need one guy that if the ball hits his hand, it's like almost an instant shot. Like you need that one. Yeah, person. it was yeah. it was uh, like it was very nice to see. It was very nice and it was very pleasing to see Clay just you know like contorting his body. He just get the ball. He's like I don't. I'm not gonna dribble like unless I have to. Give me the ball. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. And so then people just started defending him really close and then he, you know, one vulnerable and then he's got a space. Boom. Vulnerable. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Like, Man, I wish I was just Thompson. unbelievable. Like, how, how, how much practice he must be doing to, you know, having, having perfected his shot. Like, now he can, he has that perfect release. It's a beautiful shot and he can just get it anywhere. Like, boom, 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 boom. It's a, it's a treat to watch it's absolutely beautiful to watch yeah and he's and I usually I'm a little partial to left hand shooters because I, I think it looks a little more a little nicer but Clay Thompson with that thing bam, boom 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 I, I think yeah too much love for Clay the game right oh, now oh yeah, yeah absolutely let's move on let's, <laughs> let's move on I, honestly mm-hmm. with the Demarcus thing you know we all were waiting for it we all know it's going to come how it's going to yeah. play play out is they're going to get stronger you know mm-hmm. um, and uh, they're going to win it which we already knew so the whole NBA is a waste <laughs> all right. no, it's alright it's alright we, yeah, the podcast will go on regardless of what the NBA happens yes. but I, I, I let me let me go on and predict that they. I think they're going to lose that first game I mean they're eventually going to win games but uh, I think that first game of theirs uh, with DeMarcus Cousins back I think they're going to lose the game I have a feeling who are they playing against so, the first game? Uh, Clippers. I think home game against the Clippers. Mm, yeah, that'll be tough. Um, and on paper, I think it should be easy, but I, I think they'll lose. Uh, I, th- I think the yeah, DJ at my Pandalas uh, restarted his uh, work. Uh, I once again hope a tree falls on that concert. Uh, moving on to better things. Mm-hmm. Your San Antonio Spurs have been killing it. Yes. Since the time you gave up hope on them mm-hmm. like four episodes ago, they have absolutely been killing it. Mm-hmm. They have the, I, I think they have the tied best record with the uh, I, I think it's very weirdly, I think it's the, with the, no, no, not uh, in the conference, but like, I think since 
uh, since December, they've had the best record in the NBA, tied with Brooklyn Nets and one more team, I think Toronto Raptors. Like, uh, let's ignore the Brooklyn Nets uh, uh, thund- lightning strike. But what about the Spurs? What have you, like, what has turned on the, they've, they've been amazing defensively, their number one defensive team in that period, uh, right. their number one net differential team also. I mean, like, w- w- what is happening? Like, you think the Spurs are gone and then again, like, they give you hope that they are gone and then boom, back again. Yeah, back I mean... Back again at it with the winning games. Yes, yes. I mean, I, I wouldn't be very enthusiastic about it because I saw a couple of games okay. and they, they played well, but, I, you know, it's just... Um, I wouldn't be too enthusiastic. They've been shooting really well. If that's uh, yeah, info. I mean, I, I I just don't think they have enough. You know, I just don't think they have enough. Um, they played most of the games at home, if I'm not wrong. And Spurs have generally been very very good at home. Um, okay. So I I wouldn't read in too much into the you know the current um, sort of boom it has had um, because when you watch the games, you can see that you know. Uh, they they're winning because suddenly you know they're playing really well, but you know it's not it's not I don't think it's uh, very uh, sustainable at this point because they they just don't have the players they don't have the players to put up 120 points every single night. Um, the good thing is that I think uh, some of the other teams are kind of like really not playing that well. I think uh, Portland has kind of fallen off. Um, I think Jazz had is actually coming up a little bit, but still, I just don't think that they have that firepower anymore. Uh, I don't think Jazz can break into the top eight teams, as in they don't look like they can be in the playoffs this year. Yeah, and then and the Grizzlies. I mean, I, are, I would not put them. To, yeah. yeah, the Grizzlies because defeated the Spurs today. So Lakers are gonna go a little higher. Yeah. Yeah, I think Grizzlies defeated the Spurs today, but it was just because Spurs had a horrible shooting night. I think they shot like thirty-five percent or something overall. Um, and so, the, so the, I think the Grizzlies also are kind of like losing games consistently now. So, the, so some of the teams that were in the sort of in the playoff run uh, last last year are not playing that well. So I think that could help the Spurs because, you know, there's always this thing where the Spurs always play at an eight. And, you know, and to defeat them, you have to play a nine or a ten. Like if you come with your... Eight game, they're going to defeat you. Yeah, so they always play at at an eight, uh, and that's where they consistently win. I think this season they've been playing at like a seven, seven point five, and for the first you know three or four months, a lot of teams were playing really good, and now I think teams are kind of playing badly. I don't know because of trade deadlines coming, and no one wants to be like the chip that is on the trade line. You know, trade dead, you know, because if you're not playing well, then you you don't have that much. You can't be traded if you're playing really well and you suddenly become an asset to be traded. So there is an argument to be made where people who don't want to get traded and teams that are not performing well tend to just don't play that well. So that, you know, because if there's no deal, then there's no deal, you know. Uh, did, did you manage to catch the, I mean, it happened a while ago, but the Golden State-Houston game at Golden State. I did. Well, I didn't. Well, no, I didn't. I didn't watch the game. I didn't watch the game. Uh, my God, that was incredible. I that think was a I. Very good game, yeah. I had to. I had to leave for work, so I stopped after. Like I, I think they won once they reached overtime. I, I had to leave, but Ooh. my God, what 
what a what a game what an absolute beast a game like uh, someone someone's i think it was uh, stephen i don't know who it was i think daryl morey said that you know james harden is the best nba scorer of all time now i don't know about all time but in this in today's game with you know all the freedom of movement that you get on the perimeter he is unstoppable man like okay, it okay. would take a okay, tank calm down uh, it'll, it'll take a tank two guns a rope and like some beautiful girls to stop him there is absolutely nothing to stop him from just going off right, like this every down. night calm down <laughs> like first of all he takes a lot of shots because he's the only person okay. who can take a lot of shots right mm-hmm. so he's obviously yeah. going to score a lot don't don't you know don't take me wrong he's a great scorer but i think you know you have you have lebron who if he starts taking that many shots is going to score probably a little bit more than james harden uh there's kevin durant <laughs> who is playing so like he's just so efficient at this point where he's not even taking as many shots as he should be taking then you have steph curry who's not taking that many shots so there are a lot of very good scoring players it's just that they are in teams where they are they have other options and james harden is in a team where his best next option is pj tucker so but but i i'll i'll tell you why i why I, you know like flush I mean, why i went gaga because in that game they kept sending double teams his way i think on the last possession he was double team like he was double teamed throughout they tried to get the ball out of his hands he i mean because he's that good he knows i mean i think even capella had like a monster night he had some 30 like 21 points 30 rebounds or something like that So I'm saying he is a great obviously I mean what is a great offensive player like you you get your shot and when they double team you you realize that you know oh, there's someone who's free I'm I'm going to find him so right. I think that also should be included in this thing because he's getting his own shot at a fantastic clip plus he's getting his team he got the Houston Rockets who were counted out back into number four or number six on the western conference like they are back in contention and without chris paul also i mean right. i, I no, don't know again like, don't get me wrong like i said he he's definitely the mvp at this point of time but to call him like so far but like yeah but he is to call him the you know the best scoring player ever or even in today's nba i think is a little stretch because he's playing in a team where he's he is the only good scoring option whereas the other really elite scorers are basically with other elite scorers so you know they they have to sacrifice uh, rather than just put up points any way they want but it's I mean, not just in putting points right what i was trying to, i mean uh, like, wasn't there wasn't there like a, wasn't there a season where kevin durant like averaged 32 or 33 or something like that with russell westbrook on the team So yeah I'm, I'm sure yeah so I was, I think if I Kevin Durant really so. wants even if it if it decides okay I want to be the scoring champion uh for this year he can just he can do that even today like he can he can put no, up I'm I'm not, I don't I'm, I'm not saying things contrary to that what I'm saying is what has impressed me at least I mean mm-hmm. you you you're in the realm of you know like realism and you're trying to bring context into it what I'm trying to say is <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are having a very, uh, you know, intellectual thought about it. What I'm trying as a fanboy. <laughs> you are a fanboy. <laughs> Western Conference, okay. okay. It's not that he's been scoring his points against the the Suns or the Mavs, also. I mean, uh, or the Pelicans or Grizzlies or whatever. Hmm. He's been beating 
top class teams yes. while being double teamed on a nightly basis without yes. someone else to give the ball to yes. and the teams have been winning like yes. we ev- everyone predicted that that uh, six six game seven game stretch where uh, chris paul would not be there they would be lucky if they won a game or two i think they've only lost one game in that entire stretch so yeah. it's not just scoring scoring and how 40 games a night uh getting to the free throw line getting your other teammates in i mean getting your other team in foul trouble getting to the line scoring dishing winning i mean yeah. that i think is pretty impressive and i know that you you're not saying it's not impressive you're just giving examples of other people what i'm saying is uh, you know if you live in the world no like i said that's absolutely. why i think he's is is number one candidate for mvp you know he's the most valuable player of his team at this point that i again once again i would not agree on that but like that's a well who do you think who do you think is the mvp then i i think it's a, without doubt yanis is the mvp no candidate. because yanis plays in the eastern conference i'm sorry so what man yeah i mean I'm sorry. that's okay you you the, the, the okay the reason so why lebron james has not won See, an mvp I, I think, for a while hardness on even second i would say it's yanis jokic cuz you have to reward winning and then maybe harden cuz what hardness doing is just amazing but the fact that his team is still a little on the back uh, that's what you know it's uh, you know taking it off from him but otherwise it has to be yanis kawai i mean yanis uh, jokic kawai and then harden maybe yeah that's what how i would see it right now i would i would i would completely disagree i think i think jokic has some say into it where you know cuz he's the best player on the best team right now um, yes but like jokic has a lot of support he has a lot his supporting cast is really really good he's got paul millsap it's not really really good like he's got paul millsap paul millsap come on man the only are you kidding me paul millsap is amazing paul millsap has not even i i don't think like you realize that he's not played that many games he's been injured for a long while he came he is playing now but i don't think he's been playing that many games this check his stats but i the, paul millsap is one of my like paul millsap joe johnson these players they are so joe good on the just say joe johnson what No man like the the Nuggets team isn't built around Joe Johnson like if you no, said I know I know I'm just I am just saying I'm just saying that the supporting cast is really good whereas the no, Harden I supporting cast Jokic is making them look good listen like what that's what you I know think. who who is in the who is in the starting five of uh, Rockets uh I think I do it's uh, Harden PJ Tucker Eric Gordon Austin Rivers or maybe MVP that what we should try to say lebron has been robbed of many mvps yeah that that i could not i mean just like jordan was and they they have this voter fatigue sort of thing you should not it should not be like a, a opinionated thing man you should not ask stupid ass beat reporters who the mvp is i mean that's an absolute travesty uh, and or, or else they you should make their vote be public and show that this idiot voted for this person or something like that like, i mean the fact the fact that you, you just see the player move right like cleveland was playing really well then lebron moved he went to miami uh, miami won uh, championships cleveland uh, became last then he moved from miami team. back to cleveland miami went last cleveland won a championship mm. like i mean yeah. come on you know it's just 
he is the most valuable player. Absolutely, but... I that that's one of the rare things that we agree on that LeBron has been uh, robbed of a, uh, at least two MVPs. At like least he's got four. Yeah. Uh, I think he could have easily had uh, six or seven MVPs. Yeah, agreed. But yeah. I mean, but so could have Jordan. Jordan could have had like probably even more. What no, Jordan got but, six, yeah, right? Again, so that's pretty good. No, I, no, he, he doesn't have six. He has four. Four regular season MVPs. Okay, six finals MVPs. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I think that's all the time we have for today. Yeah. Is there something that you would like to tell our audience? Some uh, collaboration news or are we still waiting for signing of deals yes we have to uh, sign airports, airports, we have airports. to sign the deal before we talk about yes, it yes. okay okay maybe next maybe next um, episode maybe the next episode next, would be the first next, episode maybe of next the time deal you'll hear it yeah maybe next year next episode they'll have a different intro music then they'll be like oh whoa i thought i was signing into the ballis bay podcast what is this what intro is all music this special intro, intro music, music. oh mm. good good it's gonna be exciting what happened there yeah, exactly. That is the middle name of this podcast. I mean, this podcast. <laughs> All right, Vineet. Thank you so much for joining me again from Kurg. I'm sorry to take time away from your family and uh, people and your pork and your yes. dogs and mom. So yes. please say hi to her and uh, tell her to vote for the All-Star Game. Uh, yes, other people, please vote for the All-Star Game, uh, your starters. Uh, it's a we discussed the starters in the last pod, right? Yes, yes, we did. I'm cool, just cool. telling people that the uh, voting is still on. So please keep voting for yes, your favorite. Yes, everybody, please player. vote. Unless your favorite player is not Jokic, please vote for Jokic. Please this vote for Jokic. I'm telling you because he's really low on the on the uh, votes. Ah uh, man, like yeah, this is this is the problem. Just because he's an immigrant, they don't like him. <laughs> Hashtag immigrant. Building walls. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. All right, Vinny. Thank you so much. Uh, All right, dude, we, take are, care. we will talk next time. Okay, Cheers, bye.